live at 11 tonight. Sana has something on her mind to get off her chest to the rest of the world, the entire audience of three listeners of our show. Maybe what's mm. on her mind is yum, yum. how to get more listeners. That's a good idea. Honey, you're missing heavenly taste. Heavenly taste. Right. And what would that be? Sana's vitamin. Sana's vitamin, otherwise known as vitamin to other locales, depending on one's geographical vernacular. say vitamin, I say vitamin. <laughs> you want to do it my way, you shall say vitamin. Okay, do you say tomato or tomato? It depends. When in Rome, I do what Romans do. Well, what do Romans say? If in your side they say tomato, I say tomato. If Romans they say don't tomans, say tomato or tomato. They probably it's, say, it's I don't... It's a proverb. They say when yeah, Rome do as Roman do. Yeah, but they don't say tomato or tomato. It's probably something okay, else. Something in Italian. Okay, how do you pronounce it? Tomato. Okay, I will say tomato. Great. Grape? Do you say grape or grop? Grape. Grape, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's on your mind, honey? Well, I'm enjoying my smoothie. Mm-hmm. It's We've already established that. What's in your smoothie, honey? I have milk, honey, uh, banana, mm -hmm. and uh, dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. Mm -hmm. Dragon fruit is probably something that many Americans are not familiar with. It really looks like dragon. Yeah, it's got. Um, how do you? How would, it's got like the dragon scales, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess that's like that. how it got its and name. They're, they're, they come in two or three colors, I think. I, I have, I'm already, <clears throat> I've already tried white and red. Well, each one is like an orange and a green and like a purple, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really colorful. And it's actually really, really And I think good. the purple or pinkish one is very sweet. Yeah. They're really sweet. So, okay. so there's, juicy. So each one could be one of three colors or... There's three the colors on each fruit? one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't have all the three colors in it. Oh, okay. It could be separate. Like, these ones are this color, the purple one. Right. And okay. they're very sweet. Okay. I'm trying to place how they look in the grocery store. Do you want to see? I have sure. Fridge. Show me. Okay, hold on. Okay. While Sana is getting to the dragon fruit, I will teach our audience a brand new tongue twister. Frederick Frolics Freely. Frederick Frolics Freely in fields of fine, fresh... Okay, she's got this dragon fruit, and it is like a pinkish. It's not really purple, it's pink. Actually, it's called dragon fruit, but I heard it's part of a flower. Mm -hmm. So it's... It'll Well, all fruits are technically flowers, I guess. They grow on trees in, in ways... They're similar to flowers in that they grow on trees. Fruits do. Grapes grow on vines. Right. Yeah. Wow. See how many fruits, vegetables, and plants God created for human beings. Mm -hmm. We have so much of blessings, abundant. Mm -hmm. We can even do barters. 
with different countries, different locations, mm-hmm. and we'll, it will not run dry. Right. People like to fight. Certain certain elements. I don't think of people like to fight. I think people are caught by a system that was put in place, and they have no choice. Certain elements of the human population like to fight, and that's why they seek positions of power in government. Because it gives them the opportunity to exercise authority over people and then fight with other governments. That's one way of looking at it. It's not the only way of looking at it. <laughs> but there are people who seek positions uh, within the government because they see an opportunity to lord authority over other people. That, that cannot be denied. I'm not saying that government by its nature is, well, it is authoritarian in, in, in certain respects, certain Governments are designed uh, to limit the scope of people, such as the United States, uh, in its former form, when the Constitution was ratified in 1791. It was very, very was strictly limited as to the functions of the federal government. It's very vastly different today, but I know we are talking about the intent this, was there, but you know. According to history, I think it was King Cyrus the Great who first established governance. He kind of like conquer different locations and build a government house and give people, you know, authority to do things. Or the taxation itself came from the Persian Empire. So maybe they are to be blamed. But when you read about him, even in Bible or in history books, he was not a bad king. But the predecessors, they ruined his ideology of a, you know, what you call paradise life for people. He was a very people person. He wanted to give benefit, share, you know, among everybody, bring people out of captivity, give them homes and stuff like that. But then everything changed as course of time passed. That often happens to great thinkers. Uh, they, they will establish a system of government or... I. I have read a lot about John Calvin, the great uh, Christian theologian. And if you understood Calvin, the man, he was a very liberal uh, person, liberal meaning open-minded. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of the people that took the mantle of his thinking and formed what we, what we call Calvinism today, they were strict, they were authoritarian. Uh, and Calvin was a very disciplined man, but he was not... Uh, Sometimes some some elements of Calvinism would not even resemble, like John Calvin himself wouldn't even recognize what what passes as Calvinism. Calvinism is a very uh, open, very open, very uh, liberal way of 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 being a Christian. And and but many people think that the Cal the Calvinist or Reformed or Presbyterian way is rigid and strict, and that hasn't been my experience at all. I've, I have a lot of history with Presbyterian churches. That hasn't been my experience. You, you're talking about this, and I remember it like the um, Iranian pastor <coughs> that I knew in Thailand, mm-hmm. Pastor Robert, you used to say, I think it was him or people that I knew in that church, the Iranians, <coughs> used to say that Christianity wouldn't form if Zoroastrianism was not there, because there are a lot of similarity between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoroastrianism is the very first monotheist religion in the world existed. It's like dated, I don't know, 
<laughs> wait, 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 wait. Even older than Judaism? Yeah. How so? Judaism is very recent. Zoroastrianism is long, long ago. How long? Um, let's talk, talk, go. Okay. We are uh, mindful of people watching us, so we use DuckDuckGo for our search engine. Dating back to the early second millennium BCE. See, that's like Judaism would be, at least by the Jew Jewish history, is six centuries at least. Well, Even before the time of Christ. Okay. Well, it's, it's among the first. We can say that, absolutely. Judaism Well, I guess that is uh, debatable, and I don't know I'm exactly. Not I'm not the Old Testament and Cyrus the Great. Cyrus the Great was not even born when Zoroastrianism was in the world. No, but Cyrus the Great was also in the time of Daniel, if I'm not Cyrus mistaken. Yeah, Daniel and uh, who was Cyrus's predecessor with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Those were all Persians, so they were they were well established, and they had an empire that. Uh, exceeded the but influence. But you also know that Judaism started from somewhere in Persia because the map was so big. It was all Persia. <laughs> well, Judaism began with the Abrahamic covenant. No, no, I mean, it's, no, I'm, I'm saying if you go <laughs> read the scriptures, it began with the covenant with Abraham. Israel just formed very recent in the history. The I'm talking about 14,000 years history. I look at that timeline when I talk. Okay. Well, we have to get our dates correct. So I before think you're we can... only looking at 500,000, maybe a maximum 3,000 years. 500,000, maximum 3,000? Well, you will go down the line maybe up to 3,000. Well, I mean, if the history that we're told is accurate, Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago. But that doesn't mean the civilization started when Jesus started walking. No, of course not. Biblical theologians would say that it began, as we know it, in the Bible, probably 4,000 years before that. Even a lot of, um, well, you know, American scholars mm -hmm. who study about human life, what you call archaeologists and who are still in Iran and digging. Mm -hmm. Right, right. They said it's at least 14,000 years. Okay. Mesopotamia. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just saying I'm what I... I'm arguing with you too. Uh, we're just passing knowledge that we know. Good. So I we're am in not agreement. sure. I am not an archaeologist. I read also things yes. online. I I'm don't know how much I can trust. Yes, I'm just sharing what I know or have heard or what I know to be true. I'm not saying that it's true. I'm just It's just what I know to be true. Well, Doesn't make it true. Do you want to hear something? I'm sure. pretty much everywhere. So Go my, for it. My friend and colleague Lee traveled mm -hmm. with my tourism students mm -hmm. and in the bus she was traveling with them they gave them all one bottle of sana water. Sana water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, all the students start remembering you and laughing. <laughs> sana water. S-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. <laughs> and this is where? Uh, they were going to Hoi An. Oh, it's here in Vietnam. Okay. So there's a water. Sana will refresh your body and your spirit. The many qualities of sana. Huh? Yeah. So, sauna, just, I didn't even know. You had your own line of bottled water. That's. I don't know why everywhere 
you every know, day I'm discovering new things about you. Something called sauna. <laughs> <laughs> so, seen any good movies lately? <laughs> we covered that in the last one, didn't we? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we decided we're going to watch the. Original. I just saw a very good drama. Which one? You know. Was it James visits Sana? <laughs> Those of you who are hearing, when you're married to James Newcomb, you you have like this prima donna every day acting out, and really? there is drama every a day in our house. Donna. Really? Give us some examples of the behavior of this so-called prima donna. Everything I ask him, he says, Alleged. nope. Do you want cold water? Nope. And then I walk away and he's like, honey, can you give me a glass of cold that water? That is not true. Not even 50%. Can you take can you take puppy downstairs to do potty? Nope. Why don't you, you know what, why don't you get her down and I will lay down, close my eyes. Honey, this, this is barely 40% true. Barely. If you are still not laughing, you should hear this one. That just killed it right there. (laughs) (laughs) He just guaranteed they're not going to laugh. But let's hear it anyway. So I (laughs) So I bought sushi yesterday for lunch and then I thought maybe it's not enough. So I have small bowls of um, soup. Chicken wings. Or with the soup. Lunch. Right, right, right. So um, I'm sure all of you know what is dal. So I he asked me what's in there? I said dal. So dal? What is dal? And I was like, it's like lentil. Indian doll in English also they say doll and then I um, was like mm, okay it tastes different but it's good <laughs> so <clears throat> and I told him be careful because that would let your gas natural gases out and he was like rolling his eyes at me so not even heating to one hour suddenly I saw outside my window and balcony all these top high-rise building one by one falling down and i noticed james newcomb in action oh really? dropping bombs so i'm i'm responsible for the demolition of ongoing construction at this at this point yes really yeah that's not even one percent accurate so evidently uh this this hap- i have to say that this happened a very very long time ago at least a year ago but I so remember it. Recent. I still remember it. Like it was yesterday. Okay, yeah. That's nice. But like it would it just happened just three so minutes our, ago. Just so our listeners have a proper frame of reference, this didn't actually happen yesterday, even though Sana will say it feels like it happened yesterday. Three minutes ago? It doesn't mean it happened yesterday. It feels like it happened so here's three minutes sto- ago. Here's the story. So we're eating breakfast and Sana very is a wonderful cook. She makes breakfast and dinner often we we go out to eat our a fair amount but she likes to cook and she likes to make sure that her man is taken care of with his belly and uh so i was eating the breakfast she made and it was fine it was good and then but there was just something off about it something was just like what what is this so i took a closer look at it and i realized that she had put the spaghetti that was left over from the previous night inside of the eggs. So I was basically eating a spaghetti omelet. And reports differ as to my actual reaction to this, 
But Sana will say that I acted as a bit of a, what was the word snob. you used? A, a prima donna? Snob. A bit of a snob, really. Okay. You're stamping your feet. Stamping my feet. And you kind of really. like bang your fork and... Um, stamped my feet and banged my fork, <laughs> fork into and knife the plate. Into the plate. Really? And you pushed the chair back and you tilt your head toward the ceiling and you said, <laughs> I'm not going to eat this. This Woman. is entertaining. <laughs> That's very, really, really funny. Can you tell our listeners what actually happened? And uh, I was like, Are you serious? Does that really taste <laughs> oh, that bad? Please. And then. You're like, yeah. <laughs> As I recall, I did actually eat the food, did I not? Honey, it was tasty. It was fine. It was my creation. I wasn't complaining. I was like, the spaghetti had the sauce, it had meat. What can I do to make it different I so just, it doesn't look like spaghetti? Because you were eating it for like five meals already. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. every time we cook, we cook for like three, four days. And I just didn't want to waste the food because thinking how people, some people around the world just go to trash to find leftover food. And I, right. I cannot trash it. I, it's me. You exactly. know me. I Absolutely. cannot. Yeah. I feel people that it make me even suffer. Right. So I was like, I'm going to feed my husband with leftover food. Mm-hmm. And that day I didn't eat breakfast for some reason I was going to work or I was maybe yeah. late mm-hmm. and or maybe I, we didn't have enough eggs we just have enough to make kind of like a cutlet style mm-hmm. for him so it the shape was beautiful and he was munching it mm-hmm, what is this this looks nice like a cutlet and, and then, then I, I told realized him. that the sp- <laughs> it was the spaghetti and then chaos ensued I in her words okay let's let's walk through the sequence again I stomped my feet on the floor. Yeah. I rammed the fork and knife into the plate. Yes. And I tilted my head toward the ceiling and with an attitude like with this. With an attitude. And I said, what did I say? I said, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat this. Really. Mm-hmm. And this story honors the poor malnourished children in Ethiopia. How? Not specific country, around the world. Around the world. And and it how does this give honor to those children? Well, to be honest, all the macaroni or the spaghetti packet that I made, mm-hmm. nothing went waste. It's exactly. But you have seen it fit to slander and besmirch the character of your husband. Yeah, because you, like, <laughs> you like your egg be scrambled and you like your um, like bacon, turkey bacon or whatever. Mm-hmm. To be crispy. Yeah. And if it's not that you're not full. A man likes what he likes. Has nothing to do with people in Granada who don't have food. Mm-hmm. It makes us grateful for what we have. Mm-hmm. Speaking of government and a governing system that allows us to be able to have plenty plentiful food. Even here in Vietnam. It's interesting how people think of Vietnam as bunch of rice growers and rice farmers, communists. And that's true to a certain extent, but there's a lot more to Vietnam than people might think. Americans tend to think that if you go outside of uh, America, then it's like third world everywhere. <clears throat> and that's not the case at all. Every, every <clears throat> In fact, if you were to go to most 
what are considered third world countries, most of them have a lot of developed technology. Everybody thinks Iran is desert. Right. People only ride camels. Yeah. Newsflash, you're looking at stock footage of Sedona, Arizona people. It's not Iran. All right. Well, that's one of the uh, uh, unforeseen casualties of war. And I'm using the war, the word war in a liberal sense, meaning the ongoing tension between the United States and Iran. It's not actual war. It's just like a verbal war. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it's like a propaganda war. Everybody's like, oh, we're ready. When the tension goes up, oh, America going to hit Iran. But nobody understands if America drops one bomb in Gulf of Persia, the whole world economic going to crash. And I explained to you why. Because the port, all the other countries, east, north, west, southwest, east, west, whatever you want to call all those countries and their neighboring countries are double lock countries. They don't have river, they don't have sea. And ocean freight is the way to go. That's how people in the world trade. So when people come to me and say, oh, again on news, America gonna have, we feel for you. And I laugh and I'm <laughs> like, please get away from me. There's a <laughs> million years to come. America will not drop bomb on us and we will not drop bomb on them. It's just two powerful countries, they're verbally fighting and bullying each other. That's it. But people don't understand in the world. Everybody's scared. <gasps> America wants to fight. Oh, Iran wants to send a missile. Nobody gonna do that. Well, it's it's a war of propaganda. It's That's not, it. It's, it's a verbal war. That's but, but the casualty of this war of propaganda is that Americans are not, we're just not aware of the rich history and the, the beautiful, unbelievable artistry in Iran. Educated people in America knows, honey. Um, no, 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 no. I, would, no. I uh, disagree with that. There's a lot of educated people who have no idea because they, I guess maybe they're educated, maybe it depends on how you define the word educated, but if you have a college degree and you don't really know how to think for yourself, you're not really educated. You just know how I to I mean, I'm not talking about forms. a taxi driver in New York or no. somebody who bust dishes behind, before K, behind KFC. No, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that there are lawyers in America who have no idea what life in Iran is like. That's not All they possible. Know, it is possible, because what they know is what they know, what they're told. We can test our lawyer. <laughs> yeah, we'll call him. <laughs> call him tonight. We have, we have got issue. this short questionnaire for you to fill out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is Iran located on a map? Wait. <laughs> Let me Iran is in the shape of Iran what? is an island near Papua Guinea. <laughs> New Guinea. <laughs> Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. In fact, um, I think a lot of people in America know about Iran because they always been fearful of Iran is attacking them, right. and they want to know who they are. Wow. And we, it's just like. And there is a history. There's no doubt that there is a history between the two oh, countries. Oh, uh, who is that? I don't even know. It was Kennedy or Nixon. It in his book he written that even empires come and go mm-hmm. after me. America would never ever will find better friend than Iran, Kingdom of Iran, of course, that time. And uh, there was a very close, they were very close allies just before yeah, 40 years honey, ago. A, a, revolution. US president, a U.S. president is, is quoted as saying that. It doesn't mean that they mean it. There was a book written it's about... It's a very political I, I think, you know what? <laughs> I noticed something from you. You're the very first American that 
you don't believe in what I say, but a lot of Americans since I was born that we met, we grew up with as friends or even living abroad with American or other foreigners, everybody very much know about Iran and the history of the government between you. And uh, I have met so many Americans who used to live and work in Iran. Um, my own uh, godfather in Thailand, Jesse Henry, he was engineer building roads and uh, whatever. He passed away. He was 100 years old. And um, he traveled to Iran and he said, Sana, the, the time that you guys in your country had casinos, you had all those, uh, you know, services, <laughs> America wouldn't reach to you guys to that stage. Right. Because we had the oil, we had, um, you know, it was totally different political scenario. Right, right. Well, and that I, one revolution changed everything. Yeah, I think my point that I'm making is that we're not, we're not made aware of the greatness of uh, Iran. We're taught that it's like this backwards third world, Muslim-dominated. Right. All the women wear hijabs and hijabs. And, yeah. Hijabs. We yeah. don't know. You can just Google uh, street fashion for women but and boys. You can see all we, the real pictures. But we are taught to believe this, and we're not given an alternate mm. uh, view of things, so that we can uh, support American policy. It's right. propaganda, and as a result. We are not aware of the wonderful elements of the Persian culture. Right. And that's, people are missing so much. I know, and that's part of my motivation for doing this show is so people can listen to Sana, share her stories, and see a side of Iran that you probably haven't heard before. That's absolutely one of my primary motiva motivations of doing this show. And people don't know so many things like chess, all the board games... Polo shirt that you guys wear, the polo game, <coughs> all was created hmm. by kings in Iran. And yeah. we we are the inventor of A this. A lot of the stringed instruments that we know. Algebra. The hammered nope. dulcimer originated in Persia. It wasn't called a hammered dulcimer. That's what we call it now. But Pretty much a lot of things, you know, astrology and everything. But anyways, history is history's past. I always believe, I tell my students as well, we might have been great, but what are we doing today? That's important. And what are we going to contribute to future? I mean, right now, the picture is not very good. Uh, but at the same time, I am not, you know, you know my attitude. I'm not against any government, even my own. Maybe even if I travel back to Iran at this point because I'm married to you, it raises a very big question for them that why am I married to you and you are in media business. That is awful because uh, recently they got, I mean, that lady, Shirin Zohar Radcliffe, sent back to UK after six years in prison and I get goosebumps again because anybody who's married with those people, they are always under watch and um, being part of media, oh, something is going on. Probably they are propaganda, bond to something. So for me right now, going back is not, a, uh, not something, no, because it's like I'm playing with fire. The fire might just be there to warm me, but and they will follow me definitely because I'm already registered to government. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, you see this, but, but I don't, I don't despise my own government, you know, because at one point, even though my Iranian friend, they don't like this ideology of mine, uh, they, what they are doing is they're protecting that piece of land that left from Persian Empire, that small land. 
if they don't act as stupid that as they act right now, America, UK, everybody will take that land and that's it. We will be slaves. All those people living there become slaves and they earn $10 per month and they hardly can buy a bar of soap. So you know? They're protective of something that they value. They are absolutely, they are nightmare, my government. But I like the idea of having that stupid uh, mullahs, whatever, because they are keeping the land. I don't want my land to be separated piece by piece by Russia, by China, by America, by UK, and by France. Right, right. And okay. by the way, they are giving us one of the best banking system. Islamic <coughs> banking, we don't pay tax. Mm-hmm. I buy my house because I, I was young, below 30 years old. The bank says we buy for her the house fully they pay to the owner when i get a job i will slowly pay back without interest rate because in islam interest is haram haram means it's right it's a sin right you know but everybody is like how the islamic banking can make so much money for all the arabs and all those who do islamic banking because there is a this came from long ago in the history but everybody do oh we have to do standard charter the american style banking well, I put my money in a bank right now, and in order for them to keep it in a current and saving account, I have to per month pay something to the bank. I don't get any interest. My money is becoming less <coughs> and less is gone. <laughs> you know, that's one thing. And healthcare system. There is something called yellow book in Iran. Okay? In Farsi, it's like yellow book. Okay? In Persian. So if you are Persian and you finally got that, that's it. Everything is paid, and everybody knows Avicenna, the very father of medicine. The best medicine is made there. Who is enjoying it? All the government people who know it. So, Sana, tell us how you really feel. I feel great. Okay, good. Now, uh, no, seriously, in all seriousness, this, this moments like this are one of the primary reasons that I wanted to uh, get microphones in our mouths and just in share these stories because it's a story that people need to hear. And you can hear that there are uh, a lot of good qualities to it, and there are some qualities that are of concern. And Sana just gave a very accurate and very, uh, very, very real picture of what it looks like to live in Iran. So uh, I think what what we have accomplished is that in spite of uh, some elements of society there, that people would view to be objectionable. It is a rich, rich history. Artistry is unbelievable. Do yourself a favor and go on to DuckDuckGo or Google if you like to be followed by big government and type in Iranian architecture. Just do yourself a favor. Contribution of Persian to the world. Yeah, just just do something like that and, and just... Scroll on some websites. Take 30 minutes and scroll through some of the photos. Read an article. Just do yourself a favor and just just take in the, the unbelievable, majestic artistry of the Persian uh, artisans from centuries past. It's, it's, you will be blown away at what you see. Everything will be fine in Iran if... Uh, U.S. sanctions are lifted because right now it's crazy because uh, Mr. Trump basically teared the JCPOA um, treaty agreement 
that was made during Mr. Obama. And uh, he said, that's the worst agreement we made. Um, well, they removed it and Iran continued the, um, turning on all the centrifuges that was shut down because of that. And all the sanction that was removed, now they imposed back. And the worst sanction on Iran right now is the international trade. So they cannot trade. We cannot, we cannot use U.S. dollar because if you use U.S. dollar, it, they confiscate in New York. They say it's in the reserve, but of course they will use it because it's 40 years they have it in reserve. Mm -hmm. Definitely they used it to do business over there. We all know it. Um, but yeah, so we use euro mostly, but you cannot transfer money through banks. Mm -hmm. They crippled our banks. We cannot trade with any country. Of course, China and Russia, they still do because the port. Um, so the war is... Because of this international trade, the whole world still have to do trade with us because they need our gas, they need our natural resources, they need our port to deal with Europe. So it's like a world war. It's not only with Iran. What America is doing with Iran is not only with Iran. It's basically with the whole world. And internally, I, as Iranian, with my government, I feel like if they could remove this element of religion out of the constitution run the country as a politician not with religion because they have kind of you know i should not say this but this is what i hear like they took the islamic book mm -hmm. and they have rewrote it to suit them you see so um, it's not the actual quran they are using to rule the country so politics and religion doesn't really go together especially when you deal with the world that is politically uh, full of game and you know yeah. nasty things um, and they are using mullahs to run the country and intelligent Persians, noble people, they cannot understand religion a lot of people and I also believe one of the best gifts that the um, western and America gave to us is to oh the light is gone yeah, but it's okay um, I believe Thanks to America and all the Western country to teach us that religion doesn't exist. Like, I think in Iran, nobody believes in God. But they believe in speak no evil, do no evil. Religion doesn't, doesn't exist as it pertains to government? No, it's, it's like, you know, you know, the best gift that, you know, these mullahs brought to Iran is to make us godless. Because they use religion to rule the country, and everybody see that religion can do so much wrong, and um, everybody don't believe in their religion. Hmm. But so, everyone in the world think, oh, everybody's Muslim. So it's had the reverse effect of what they intend. Yeah, so that's a very good gift this government gave us, I think, <laughs> to make us religious less. Less religious. Religious less. Less or religious <laughs> less. Less religious complete. or religious yeah. less. Okay. Interesting. People don't talk about religion in Iran. You this sit in their home, they are with Rumi, Sadi. Sadi and Rumi become their God. Mm -hmm. Because right. they were thousands of years ago talking about today and the future. We believe right. in the future right. in that book. One of these times we're going to talk about Rumi and Hafez, these great, great Persian poets. And that's that's another element of the Persian culture that I've been exposed to since knowing Sana is 
poetry and the arts. Uh, it's just, I'm, I'm an artist at heart. So I just absolutely, uh, I just, I just love this uh, getting to know not just Asana on a deep level, but also the history of the Persian people and the Persian culture and the empire and whatnot. So, well, look at us, Sana. We have been flapping our gums for over 41 minutes, and it is time for us to depart. But before we uh, part ways, I do want to remind you that we were hard at work during the month of May of 2022. We recorded a series of podcasts uh, that's focused on our core values as a family. And it, the, the values use the, word, the acronym CRAVE community, respect, adventure, voshtan, and energy. And these are values that we incorporate in our own home, in our interactions with people, with people or firms with whom we do business. It's, it's who we are. That If you want to know James and Sana, this is who we are. And so I encourage you to hear what we have to say. It's not on the public podcast feed. If you scroll on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, you're not going to see it. But if you can, if you go to jnshub.com forward slash crave, jnshub.com forward slash C-R-A-V-E, that will take you to a link where you can listen to the audios. I think it's about, I think in total, it's maybe two hours, maybe two hours at the most. So you can listen to it uh, on a drive from here to there or from here to there and back. You, it, it can be consumed in a relatively short amount of time. But if you like what you hear in this episode and you want to get to know both of us better, that's a great way to do it. jnshub.com forward slash crave. All right. Well, my name is James Newcomb, and this is my beautiful wife, Sana Newcomb. And we are known to the world, the world being our three listeners who faithfully and devotedly press play on every single episode. We are known as James and Sana And we thank you for pressing play on this episode, and we will be in your earballs very soon. 